0: Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alstead, sitting down with Keith Myers, and uh, we're just going to have a fun conversation today uh, about the Seattle Seahawks. Welcome into the show, Keith. Uh, it's happy holiday time. It is. Christmas. It's almost the new year. Uh, the Seahawks, uh, for the first time in a very, very long time, uh, really kind of suck, and um, we're now mm-hmm. experiencing that and what that's going to be like entering the off season. So we have a few mental constructs to create in our brains to kind of get over that hurdle a little bit and move on. But uh, here we are.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's it's an interesting spot to be in because we haven't been here in a while. Um, there was the one year when they went nine and seven. That was a major disappointment. And Pete Carroll fired his whole coaching staff over it. Um, and this is going to be far worse. This is the first losing season, uh, that they've had, uh, the last, since 2011, you know, they've, they've been, they've had a winning record every year since then. It's been a decade. Describe far
0: worse to me. Like, is is far worse to you, um, actually far worse, or is it better for the franchise or Does far worse actually really mean nothing? Like they just literally press the reset button and kind of go into year two of this project thinking that they have a few refinements to make. And that's kind of maybe the option they might choose. I mean, I'm just talking percentage-wise, like what do you think? uh, It's a 50-50 thing or it's 75% they're going to go for it this this much or it's really just kind of minimal?
1: I honestly don't know um because i don't know um you know i i just don't know the direction that the team's going to take with this because you've got um and nobody does nobody knows nobody knows And, and it comes down to the fact we have we have an owner um and she is off camera She's involved. She's got people around her. She's talking with people. She's, she's got not the just... same
0: people, though, around her that have been around the franchise for a while. True. That have um, made intricate decisions inside the, 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 the organization. But we just yeah. don't know what that looks like from the top.
1: What I was trying to say, though, is, is that she's, she's not an absentee owner. This isn't um, a situation where, yeah, she owns the team, but she's gone and not involved at all. She is. She's there. She just doesn't come out on camera. She doesn't speak to the media. Uh, she doesn't speak to, um, to the fans. There, there's just nothing coming from her. So we don't know her mindset. Um, and that's really the what it comes down to is that we just don't know because we don't know her. Um, and we don't know how she's going to make this decision um, and all of that. But there's a couple of things. One, uh, there was a report, I believe it was from Schefter, that says that she doesn't view this as a one year like blip that this isn't just a one-year thing um we also don't know um that you know how she views going from okay first hold place on.
0: To- I want. i'm gonna pause can i pause you just for half a second i just want to yeah. clarify to make sure that everyone understands exactly what you just said you're not saying that it's a one year uh, we're going to let this go one more year because it's only been one year Be- so yeah. you're not talking about future years added to this one like blip. yes this so is what a we're thinking- three or four year run where we've had diminishing returns even though our record improved prior to this year it was still one of those less than optimal overall yeah, packages um-
1: she she sees that this is a, the report was that this is a fall off that was inevitable because of problems the last two or three years. Um, Even though the record got better and that kind of stuff. There's also talk that, uh, and this came from uh, Sean Michael Dugar, who used to be with, I think the news tribune and is now with the athletic. Um, And he was saying that, you know, when you go from first place in the division to last place in the division um that at some point there has to be some accountability um and that his you know being around the team every day is that there's some there's belief that there is um there are going to be some changes made the other side to all of that is that um Pete Carroll got, an ex, got a large extension one year ago, um, and John Steiner got- And how do
0: you justify those things, given the idea that this is not just a one-year thing?
1: Like, yeah, see, that's the that's, if, if, <clears throat> th- these are two things that just don't line up, right?
0: And Keith, let me, let me point this out. Here you and I are, and we're pretty smart guys. We've been around the team a long time. We've watched a lot of football it's hard for us to diagnose this team this situation these last three or four years these are very complicated intricate woven um situations that are interrelated interlocked not any one particular thing is the mm-hmm. problem and so that is a, a difficult situation because uh the bottom line is you and I have even less access to michael Sean Duger um, as far as your you know the intricacies of daily activity inside the team, and with that level of access, it is difficult to pinpoint other than what's you see on the field results what's going on yeah and so um, that to me is the largest factor that indicates to me that There's going to be less activity, I think, than people think. I think it's going to be one of those years where there might be a level of frustration in February when we realize that the coaching staff has not changed and Russell Wilson's still the quarterback and we still don't have a first-round draft pick and our hands are going to be somewhat tied to the salary cap and, and the draft to improve the team and we're going to listen to a coach that's going to say, um, you know, we were pretty decent on defense, and we just couldn't sustain drives. We need to improve our efficiency on third down. Essentially, recycling recycling the same arguments that we heard in the 2020 offseason.
1: Mm-hmm. And I I think we are kind of getting ourselves set up for that scenario. That's that's a that's a pretty accurate take as far as what's going to happen. I I'm, in my opinion, in part because Pete Carroll has. Um, has authored the most successful run in franchise history and one of the more successful runs in NFL history. Um, and with that, you don't get you don't get canned with after one bad year, especially with three more years on a contract um, and all of that. So, it, and, it, and it, a
0: quarterback that's a franchise quarterback that's got two years remaining on his deal and when you really think about it if you really really be, are honest with yourself and not reactionary and i'm not talking about you i'm just talking about the fan base in general um you hone in on a, a few things that are really at at the heart of the issue and 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 those things are the play of russell wilson yep integrating a new offensive coordinator and scheme and not having the 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 right personnel at the right positions to execute the scheme, both offensively and defensively. So to me, if you really look at it, it's more of a offensive line situation because an offensive line creates all sorts of issues if it's not performing at the highest levels. And I think we see that Mm -hmm. in different areas. We can talk about that all offseason, And then on the defense, it's the same. You know, there's certain trench positions that make other positions work properly in the back end. And the the cornerback
1: is definitely a problem. Right.
0: So if if you really hone in on correcting personnel situation issues on this team, I think this team improves. Without any coaching scheme changes or coaching changes at all, just personnel. So Mm -hmm. we just have a talent deficit. You know, yeah. and I don't know if it's a John Schneider problem, if they constructed the roster incorrectly in the offseason, if certain players were expected to perform at certain levels and then did not. Well, that's There's definitely a, a problem. That's definitely a problem. So all of that is, for, for me, I think wins out in the offseason. Not necessarily because I want it to, but because that's just the way it is. It's the reality. Um, should change happen? We can have that debate. Absolutely, for sure. And we will. Um, but I'm not sure that the change is going to come in the way that everyone expects it to come.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're in a position where they don't have a first-round draft pick, but they've got a lot of other picks, and uh, John Snyder has done his best work in the middle rounds anyway. Um, and then the other part of it is that you've got uh, a lot of salary cap space and a lot of salary cap space that isn't automatically eaten up by big name guys that you have to resign, right um and you Dwayne have a big Br- piece
0: in um bobby wagner that we need to talk about i mean yeah. for me that would be the 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 one thing that i yep. think we probably have to talk about
1: yep so it comes down to um when there's there, we can talk about the on-field product but i think the the franchise team philosophy and where they're going and all of that <clears throat> is the the kind of the more important conversation right now and I'm looking at all of this, and it's a conversation that you and I've been having for a year now about that this roster is constructed poorly. Not, the, I I don't know the, the talent deficit, and people talk about that. There's a lot of talent on this roster, but the lot there's a lot of talent in places that just don't make sense. Um, why are you loading Absolutely. up? Why why are you loading up resources at safety if you can't rush the passer and you can't cover anyone? Um, you know why are you loading up? the roster at tight end where they're really deep if you can't block anyone up front or um, russell
0: wilson can't throw to them
1: yeah um and so you've got you, you there's just there's so there there it's just weird um you build a championship roster in the trenches and a, you know quarterback trenches and then you go uh the flashier positions the way and if you really think
0: about that keith we haven't done that for three or four or five years yeah, I mean, no, we if have... you really take a look at the root problem, mm-hmm. that is the root problem.
1: yep the the, and they, they the thought way that they the started to fix it this year, they start they they thought they started to fix it this year. They um, were able to bring back Dunlap. They signed uh, Hater. They they did that. They they traded for Gabe Jackson on the offensive line. Um, it, it felt like they were making this transition, uh, but the problem was is one of the things you talked about is there are certain players they expected to play up to a certain level and they haven't Dunlap's play from last year to this year has fallen off a cliff yeah he had um, a great
0: game but that, that aside
1: yeah um you know Dwayne brown spent the first half of this year looking like a shell of himself he's been a little bit better recently but he's been bad um speaking of shells shells play um which was good in the first half of last year, then fell off after his injury, has not been good at any point this year. Um it, there there are people who are expected to play at a certain level and they just have not. Um Heider, you know, we just mentioned he's a guy who hasn't lived up to to you know his expectations or or any of that. It's been yeah. it's been a rough it's been a rough year for a lot of veteran players with the Seahawks and
0: And yet we still, you know, statistically are halfway decent defense at least as, as far as points is concerned um yardage yeah we're giving up tons of yardage all over the place um mm-hmm.
1: tons of time kind of possession. Of that, yeah all that really stuff. long drives
0: and i think that you know and and the bottom line is and that is a result of coaches making conscious decisions to 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 do it this way mm-hmm. um, because they could try it a different way but they believe that the way that they've put the defense out there and give up those short yardage things and go into these prevent kind of um, zone schemes—is this the, giving us the best opportunity to win? And I it, it, and it comes down to they just don't have any other choice because they just don't have the personnel, you know. Yeah, Otherwise, yes, they would do it.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's true. Um, and you and said... I have
0: both gone around on Ken North. Yeah. We have, yeah. but it's so, Pete Carroll's defense,
1: yeah, it, it is, um, and it, so it's Pete Carroll's scheme and all of that, but we we don't know what got behind what's going on, you know, in those meetings and how much Pete Carroll is interjecting, "Hey, I want you to do this mm-hmm. um, and so it, we can say, oh, yeah, it's Pete Carroll's defense, um, but we've also seen Pete Carroll's defense operate differently. It operated very differently under Dan Quinn um it operated differently under uh chris richard so it's been
0: well and the difference is earl thomas and richard sherman it kind and of, cam yeah. chancellor
1: well true um
0: and michael bennett <laughs> michael, you know, you and michael bennett, bennett papers, and cliff uh, averill of, right, and right. Um, and, Mac, and mcdonald in the middle which was kind of underrated you know i mean there was various pieces yeah, Jaron Reed as a rookie. I mean, there were, there were other things going on there that made that defense great. But you know, when you can lock down the back third of the, the, the defense and then one side completely, and you're only defending <laughs> like half of a field, it's kind of crazy how how good your defense can be.
1: Yeah. So, but I mean, at the same time, like we, um, when I say op- I don't even do production. I mean, like blitzing and and creativity and some of yes, those things. Of course. Um,
0: Vanilla on both sides, by the way, of mm-hmm. the ball this year. Very, very well, and, vanilla.
1: And I feel like the on the offensive side, they they felt like they have to because you once Wilson got hurt, um, the the offense fell apart because not only did Wilson get hurt, but you lost Chris Carson, your running back. Penny has um been non existent until the last couple of games. And even this last game, he disappeared for over a half because of he got banged out, but he did come back, which was a good sign, but still. Um so they've had no running game um, to speak of. Uh, Wilson isn't as mobile as he used to be. He doesn't have that speed to get away from guys. And so you got no running game. You've got a less mobile quarterback than he was used to. Um, and you've got some offensive linemen that just can't block. And they couldn't block someone on Twitter. Um, and you've and, got
0: Russell Wilson add add to the mobility issue. Now you've got Russell Wilson struggling to somehow find his arm or his, you know, his finger is impacting his ability to throw accurately. And yeah. He's, decision is, making is coming into play. and It's like something's going on there and we don't really know.
1: Yeah. There, there's, there's a lot of at play there. I mean, there's, there's a lot of issues. There were, well, was, there was a three game stretch in there when he first came back where he wasn't looking downfield. You watch his eye level on all the replays, and he's watching the pass rushers. You can't win that way. You can't and now t- he's t- looking downfield,
0: and he can't get the ball downfield. Like what's yeah. going on with that?
1: Yeah, and that's that's weird. I mean, he's this is a guy that has since he came into the league has had the best deep ball in the yeah. NFL, and, and it's not
0: just a drop off, dude. I watched film from early in the season; he was fine. Yeah. So something's going on physically and and or mentally. Uh, with Wilson right now that's really impacting I
1: think, things I think it's physically I think it's his I think it's his hand I mean he had that um finger surgery and rushed back way too fast and and all of that I think it's going to take some time for him to get that back. but while you're waiting for that that accuracy and that that you know just precision on those deep balls to come back, you've got to be able to do something else and this offense can't I mean it like I said it Absolutely. doesn't have a, They don't have a they don't have a running game. So they don't have a play action game, which is supposed to be like a huge chunk of this offense. Um, you know, between the running game and the play action, that's like sixty percent of your playbook that that's not available and not working. And so, um,
0: and it's hard. And we've talked about this too: is how much do you assign this to Shane Waldron? And it's almost impossible as an outsider to to understand uh, daily what's going on in there and if he's doing the job that is he's supposed to be doing and and it's just a failure of a whole bunch of different things and not Mm -hmm. attributed to him specifically it's hard to know because the play calling is has looked great at times like the 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 inventiveness of the routes and all that stuff i appreciate those things the intricacies that you see but they're so far and few between now that it's and it's so it's been so scattered and never really had enough reps consistently over the course of games to even get an idea of how the offense is set up in the first quarter to make sure that it works effectively in the fourth quarter it's just it's so disjointed that it's impossible it really yeah
1: it really is And, and so you look at it and um early in the year a lot of it I I still feel a lot of the offensive inconsistency can be attributed to the fact that the defense couldn't get off the field. And so it, exactly you know, you you have a, um, a 12 minute drive given up by the defense. That's a lot of time. Um, you know, I keep bringing this up on the show, but there was the, there was a, in one game, I think it was a Tennessee game where they, they had three possessions in the second half. That's That's why I think
0: that Shane Waldron comes. That's why I think that Shane Waldron is back. I think a lot of people are going he's gone blah, blah, blah. it's like i don't think so and, yeah. and i think it really does it's going to take a very deep dive by not only this staff but by executives in this organization to understand exactly what's happened and create a roadmap for for going forward um because it's it's not going to be an easy fix but it's going to it's it's going to happen i mean if you if you want to say anything whatever about pete carroll one thing you can't say is he's a tremendous strategic visionary and understands the game of football and how all levels of football work together and he's a master at that and so they will try to put something together that works it's just they just don't have it this year they just don't Mm -hmm. and now a word from our sponsor DraftKings. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. With promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: Yeah, So, and, and um, I think... Ultimately, like just contending this conversation, it comes down to um what does Jody Allen want? Mm-hmm. And, um like I said, I don't think Pete Carroll is being fired. That doesn't mean Pete Carroll will be back.
0: Well, let's take a look at this. So let's take a look at the blow it up option. So what are the advantages of blowing it up, and what are the in- incentric cautionary tales of a team like the Seahawks blowing it up just because?
1: um the advantages of blowing it up is you recognize that what you've got um will never work and so starting over it's about accumulating resources including cap room and that kind of stuff as far as a roster perspective but it's also about bringing in new people because what you've got is never going to work and i think that you've got to look at that and make a decision on that and i think a bunch of fans especially seahawks twitter which is not representative of the rest of the fan base will tell you that um it, there's so much too much evidence that it that they can't this is not a group that will ever make it right despite you know evidence to the contrary and the super bowl win that they do have um and so that's i mean that's kind of what, what it comes down to is is you can rebuilding right you 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 get cheap you get young and you plan ahead and you accumulate draft picks and you develop talent and and you, you go about that route um in a way to basically accelerate the growth of the the roster um, and then yeah, coaching staff side of it i I'm not a huge fan of that in this case simply because there's a lot here there's a lot of there's a lot of talent so blowing a
0: up would be uh, complete change on the coaching staff Mm -hmm. and, and, or, uh, Russell Wilson as well. So that would be the significance of that is you would start over, you would use Russell Wilson as capital to infuse the offense with young talent, start over literally from scratch and new team Seahawks 2022. So the, the, okay. So then there's the half blow up. There's the new, new coaching. So Jody Allen comes in says, we're relieving you of your duty. Uh, new coaching regime. Russell that, Wilson stays. John Schneider that, stays. So that would be an option.
1: Yeah. So that that would be an option. Um, at the same time, um, I don't think either of those are are a possibility because Jody Allen's not going to come in and just be like, "Guess what, Pete? You're you've been fired." Um, given all the stuff we've already talked about, this is the longest successful run uh, in, in franchise. Is there history. a way?
0: Is there a way out that? Dig, that, that that creates a dignity situation where that happens.
1: Yes. And that actually was where I was hoping we would take this because there is a situation where um, Jody Allen comes in and um, says, this isn't working. We've been deteriorating for too long. We need to rebuild. We need to um, jettison some assets. We need to, Focus on the draft. We need to rebuild this roster. Let's plan on a two, uh, a two-year down, third year we'll be back uh, situation. And Pete Carroll says no, and he says I'm seventy. I don't want to do that. I think we're closer than you think. All of that. And she goes, yeah, but it's my team, and I want to. Re- I think we need to rebuild. And then they just agree to that. Pete's going to find a different opportunity, or he's just not going to be a part of a rebuild, and he walks. Um, so he
0: makes the public decision as opposed to being fired.
1: I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a situation where after one year that the best coach in franchise history gets fired because of one bad year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I agree with that, but I do think that you have, we have a situation where um, the powers that be above that coach could say, Hey, I want us to do it this way. And he is just like, yeah i don't agree and i don't want to be like i don't want to sit through a three-year rebuild and like neither I does don't...
0: russell wilson possibly so let's talk about that aspect of it yeah let's talk about russell wilson's timeline so a contract wise b playing career wise c current roster mm-hmm. current coach rebuild does russell you know there's been all sorts of speculation out there and i'm not going <laughs> to speculate but
1: All Um, all the speculation is entirely speculation with zero. Yes, correct. Zero reporting, zero evidence. It's just all all that. Most of it is out there. Most of it is what people want to believe, and nothing else, because there's no reporting.
0: Correct. So, so, but the fact remains that it is an asset. So Russell Wilson remains an asset. He's the largest asset on the team. Uh, He's got a contract that's possibly movable, and he's. Had, would have an attractive return that's mm-hmm. the those are the so that's the framework but you, it's, you look at
1: you have to look at it as what's the timeline if the timeline is two more like two down years and come back the third year whether wilson wants to leave or not it might be in the team's best interest to move him because three years from now he'll be 35 but he'll um, still
0: be under team control if you include like a franchise tag year. Oh, of course. He's
1: got cuz he's got 2 years of team uh, of contract and then 2 years of um franchise tags. You you can keep him around for 4 years. So he would still be here. I'm not saying that. I'm saying when you get done with a 3-year rebuild, you're talking about a quarterback who has succeeded greatly on his athleticism who will now be 35. Yes. Um and and expensive. Yes, but I, I, that doesn't matter when you're fr- with a franchise quarterback. I'm just thinking like you're looking at three years from now, is he the guy you want to be Um, at the heart? If you rebuild a roster and then, but your quarterback play is deteriorating, you're going to just get yourself in a situation where you're going to need to rebuild again because you lose your quarterback and you can't win without a quarterback. Um And so if, if that's the timeline, if the timeline is three years, and you can accelerate that process by you know trading him for um you know three first round picks and some middle round picks and you just go nail the um you know the draft and 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 you become a young hungry cheap team add some veteran free agents because you can afford them now and you just build the roster like they did in 2011 and 2012 um then you're ready to roll um as long as you can find Boy, that's quarterback. Uh, yeah that's yeah right
0: and, as and as you as know as well. and you know the history before russell wilson of this franchise yeah so it's 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 hard it's hard and you'd have to nail it you'd have to nail it and then of course i think if you're moving on from russell wilson you're going through a rebuild and stuff chances are Pete carroll's gone you've got a new coaching regime etc so that's a those are a lot of unknowns now it's fun as a you know as a as a fan, as a podcast host to speculate about such things, <laughs> and it's it's wild and it's crazy. Um if you go look at the draft capital that that would generate, um and you go say instead of uh, drafting for the Seahawks this year, go plug in the New York Giants uh, to a mock simulator and go run that and and have fun with that. And that's and you add that draft capital into the Seahawks draft capital existing already, and you can kind of speculate as to what that would turn into. Uh, fun stuff, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't make your team any better necessarily. um, At least in the short order of things. So
1: not only does it not make your team better, but you have to, you have to account for with the draft capital, any future draft capital that you're thinking of is going to be worse than you think it's going to be because Wilson's going to make that team significantly better. And it's only
0: going to hit 50% of the time, no matter how you look at it, probably.
1: That's that's also true. So um, there's that part of it. And then so one of the things that I was looking at is how did we get here? Um, and people are saying, well there's you know there's been been some bad drafts and all of that, but I think it' it goes deeper than that um, and the reason why they've had some bad drafts has been because of the way that they've drafted and you look at um they traded away draft assets to get Percy Harvest. Um, which that trade obviously didn't work out both because of injury and attitude. But the other half of that, which isn't talked about as much, is that trading for person Harvin also meant letting Golden Tate walk. Now, Golden Tate was probably gonna walk because of some um other locker room issues, but uh from a talent perspective, not only did you trade for that, but you also let another player walk. And then it took until Tyler Lockett before that that talent was replaced. It took a while. You know, they traded assets for um, Jimmy Graham and then ultimately let him walk. Um, now, there was a, a, a contract extension involved, so it took a couple of years. But because of injury, um, he wasn't ever what they wanted him to be. But so they traded all those assets. They didn't get a great return and then ultimately let him walk for nothing.
0: Sheldon Richardson, ex- Sheldon Richardson.
1: It, they traded a, um, yeah, they traded a bunch of assets to get a player for one year and then let him walk. Right. Um, this is how your roster deteriorates.
0: And you have an expensive quarterback that's taking resources away from other allocation.
1: Yeah. You have, if you have, if you're going to spend a chunk, a big chunk of change on your quarterback, which is the right thing to do because you can't win without a quarterback. Correct. Um, whether, people want to yeah. admit that or look not look at green
0: look at green bay just a, as a counter they win saying.
1: they win despite an expensive quarterback um the saints won despite an expensive quarterback until this year um and you know there there's been a lot of teams that are, that have continually won um all of peyton manning's teams have won despite yeah. having an expensive
0: quarterback and we've had a damn good run let's yeah. just let's just put so, it out there
1: so let's not let's let's not I don't want to overstate that part because you can't win without a quarterback. So you can't win with that an expensive quarterback. Um, like unless you, you know, lightning in a bottle and you happen to have those two or three years where you've got a franchise quarterback on a rookie deal, but even but that run ends. You have to learn yeah. to, to and and so you when you have that, you're not going to be replacing everyone via free agency. You've got to be able to hit on some drafts and the CX constantly traded away draft capital um for marquee players that either didn't give them the return or then turned around and left uh Clowney and and Sheldon Richardson are the are the two biggest names mm-hmm. and were never replaced. And because you have they were...
0: an underperforming situation currently on the roster with Jamal Adams. Yeah.
1: And and so and ultimately he, you know, is he gonna gonna walk? Um or is
0: he gonna injure himself off the roster?
1: Yeah. Um, And so you've traded away all this draft capital for guys that, that for the most part, haven't performed, but then, and then left, they left and they left you with nothing. And because you didn't have those first round picks to go draft good players, um, you're left with nothing, right? And you you take a look
0: at, and you add the first round failures that we've had.
1: Yeah. Which haven't been many, except for the times when they let, uh, tom cable
0: um well you if you add in you know the um mcdowell pick yeah unfortunately and if you add the call your reach and you add the penny situation that's what i'm talking about it's yeah. like those just missed we just missed on those, those three
1: things. those three are are, are t- I, I don't know M- with mcdowell you're talking about it they were in the second round and and if Eddie, um, you know,
0: you add, you know, you continue to add, I'm just saying that there's yeah. been some failure then as far as we just haven't hit on those things. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to hit at least on half of those things we haven't hit on four out of the last six or so.
1: Yeah. I mean, you look, I mean, obviously Lockett was a hit.
0: Yeah. Um, but he was a third you know, rounder.
1: Brooks was a hit. Yeah. Um, you know, Daryl Taylor has been a hit. Absolutely. Um, so, the idea that this team misses on everything, I think, is no, it doesn't one. miss
0: on everything. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying yeah. it's hard because we, in addition to what you've said, on
1: there have been there the have value been
0: we've missed on the, the top end picks that we've had.
1: And, and a lot of them, like with Penny, I mean, we knew when he's healthy, which we saw the last couple of games before the you know, um, this Rams game, when he's healthy, he's a damn good player. And yeah. this is a guy that's never had any injury issues, high school, college, ever, ever before. But and things- when you
0: yeah, and when you pick at the end of the first round consistently over many, many years, um, those picks are gonna be less valuable than your top 15 picks. They just are and you're gonna hit even half of them.
1: Yeah, that, your you know? your hits are gonna be are gonna be less often. Um, yes. and so there have been some reaches where they're they look at a guy and they, they're like, Okay, there's some like Malik McDowell's a great, such a great example. He was a guy that you knew had some character flaws, and you were, um, you were taking a chance on that, because yeah, I don't, I don't diminish
0: that pick. I think that that was a fine pick at the time. It just didn't. Yeah, the, the
1: the the physical talent is there, and you're hoping that he can keep his head on straight. Yeah. Um and that's what to... you do at
0: the end of the rounds, you know. Yeah, when and you're coming a, off that was, that was coming off of, that was and that was coming off a of Super Bowl appearance and all that kind of stuff. So you kind of. Take those chances yeah. because you're in a position as a franchise where you can't.
1: Yeah. Now if you're if you're they were picking at, you know, uh pick fifteen, you don't you don't take that risk. You don't need no. to because the t- you can get the talent with uh the stuff between the ears that would at the same time. Right. But when you're right. picking at, you know, uh the late 40s, I believe, is where he was picked, you're looking for that first round talent. Um, but there's a reason why he's still on the board. And he, you know, did some stupid stuff, ended up with a brain injury and um lost third was it, 60 pounds or something and or 40 pounds, I can do math. Um, and uh ended up out of the league. I guess he's back in small, you know, a rotation. He's put some of the weight back on and all of that. But yeah, yeah.
0: Um, well, I'm glad he's having an opportunity, but nonetheless, okay. So your 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 idea, you wanted to talk about this a little bit more as to why we're here. So mm-hmm. kind of round round that up now and kind of finish that argument off.
1: I just think that this has been a team that has been looking at this year, right? And then that, when that year ends, it's okay, this coming year. And then every, they've been looking right now for too many years in a row um, and not worrying about what's in front of them um, as far as what their draft capital and their spending and all of that. That's like, how do we win right now? Um, and how did they get lost
0: in in philosophy? Because I don't you know Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll believes in the trenches. Yeah, but he's a trench guy. He knows how to build a, a, a defense specifically. He knows what he's doing on building a, a roster. We saw the roster construction from Pete Carroll and John Schneider uh, mm-hmm. very successfully over the years. We know that they know how to do it. How did they get – What I'm, my question is, how did they lose the ability to recognize – what it takes
1: because it's it's because of the right now um the right now philosophy the right now attitude is, is, is what i think it is is that it's not that god we really need an offensive lineman we got to fix that but there isn't one available and what we could do to to win um like the best thing that we could add right now is this safety or uh this linebacker and it's it's Yes, um, what yes. Do we, what do we need? Absolutely. In this, what What will make the biggest impact in this moment? Not what does the franchise need for the next four or five years? It's what do we need right yeah, now? Right. And that, I believe, is what's got them into so much trouble.
0: Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWSeahawk. Keith is at MyersNFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.